Welcome to the whole GD show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related related media. This is your dumb co your, your dumb host Jeff Blanchard and my balding co-host Eleanor Ella Dillon. <laughs> Hello, Jeff. Welcome to the whole GD show, the show where we use a word to spark a conversation about the related media. I'm your host Dylan Orr, and here with me is my co-host Jeff Blanchard. Yeah, that's Hello, right, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Good. Great. If you want to bring Probably us in as a host, great. you can. No, I, um, well, isn't our word for the week repeatable? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that's what you're doing. Yep, I, I just figured I'd repeat what you said. Fair enough. I, I figured you'd use the word in the intro, and I was wrong. You threw me for a loop. Well, um, you got mad at me last time when I, I called you my, my my sidekick, and I was just kidding around, man. So you call me balding this time? <laughs> yeah. Well, you are balding. Yes, You're not my sidekick. It is a fact. Yeah. Did I get mad about the sidekick? Uh, I you, don't know. You were kind of, I don't know. We talked about me saying about, we talked about, like, doing the word in the opening where I think I said, you know, whatever it is, and then you... <laughs> Where it's like my repeatable sidekick or my repeatable co-host or whatever. Yes. No. And now here I am fighting for control of the intro. I don't mind. You know, if you want to, because no. I think of us as equal hosts. I mean, I say co-host and host. But yes. It'd be weird if I said I'm your host, Jeff, and here's your other host, Dylan. Although I kind of like that now that I say it. No, it's uh, no, I'm not struggling for dominance on the podcast at all. I. I was just trying to also work in the word by repeating what you said. All right. But, uh, now I have to remember to edit, <laughs> make sure the, the sidekick episode comes out before this. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, when you, with, with repeating things, our words repeatable, people didn't catch that. Um, <laughs> do you find that you find yourself repeating like shows and movies you've seen rather, I know we've talked about this, rather than like delving into a new thing? Um, yes, I do, and I try, I, within, since starting this podcast, and, um, yeah, I, I've tried to be like, all right, I've seen this stuff before, I mean, there's so much content and art in the world, I should probably take a look at it, so I, I do try now, like, I have a conscious effort to watch new things, but I always, like, I don't know, if something's on, or I see, like, something's popped up, on like disney plus came out oh kim possible the whole series is on there i'm gonna sit down and watch that or spider-man or x-men um uh, yeah how would how do you see it yeah I'm, I'm the same here where like i'll i don't know why like i think i was thinking about this we as a culture i think we make fun of like the lack of originality right now because there's so many reboots and sequels coming out and we're in an era where like we're just like remaking everything there's like i heard there's already gonna there's gonna be a new ghostbusters we already know that which is yeah, paul rudd a huge fuck you to the last one like yeah, i it is, yeah uh, which is like come on really like i don't know i don't know how to feel about it <laughs> yeah i i agree it's uh it, it's yeah just throwing that whole canon away for a second time i guess yeah Spider-Man's also like the three boot, the triple reboot too. Yeah. Been... Yeah. Or um, I don't know, like uh, they're gonna do, redo Ace Ventura, from what I heard. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I briefly heard about that. Yeah. 
Um, which is probably good, because I'm sure you probably remember, in the first one, the to spoil it, the villain is a transsexual, and he, yes. like, exposes her that she's been, like, tucking in her penis in between her legs or something like that. Or I guess, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Very weird uh, final <laughs> finale. Quite problematic, yeah. I yeah. haven't seen it recently, but I, I do recall that, yeah. I can't yeah. believe I've watched that when I was eight. I definitely saw that when I was way too young. I mean, that it's who it was meant for, though. Like, we probably right? just thought it was dumb fun. Like, there's probably something else. And I've thought about this asking you, has Desmond seen anything that, like, you're like, oh, you shouldn't have seen that? I... A few... It's mostly violence that I've been like, maybe I shouldn't have shown that. Like, um... We watched. I think the first Marvel movie he watched was Thor Ragnarok, and there were some there were some stabbings in that. No. <laughs> it's like Ooh, maybe you should, like because I forgot about it. I had seen it before, but I forgot. Oh, and uh, I let him watch Ready Player One, and they drop they say shit a lot in that movie more than I realize. Like watching it by myself, I just like stuff just washes over me. But then like when I'm watching with him, I like it stings every time. Like oh, they they do say it a lot in this. Yeah, can you? I and I, I, I want to repeat ourselves probably every time we do this podcast. Do you remember the first thing that you're kind of like, oh, like something that you probably shouldn't have seen? Um, not. Um, it was probably pornography. <laughs> oh. was, like anything like that. I can't remember. Like. Mm, Maybe, like, I maybe Dumb and Dumber. I kind of remember there's a lot of sexual humor in that, and I probably saw that in, like, second grade, too. Mm. And it wasn't like, I shouldn't have seen that. Just kind of more embarrassment to be watching, like, that with my parents. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. I think I saw, I've talked about my dad and his lack of, like, <laughs> caring, kind of. I don't know, he was a weird mechanic, and he, I don't know, probably overlooked stuff. Like, yeah, hey, let's watch a Deer Hunter, son. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. No, I'm yeah. Probably too young, or like Stripes, which is a good movie, but there's like full, you see like full breasts, and you see some like downstairs a little bit. You see like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, well, I guess I saw that forever. Uh, and yeah, same with pornography, like because we were of the right age to have the internet, like probably right. pretty young, but it was still like in its infancy, also. Or at least yeah. as far as, like, user uh, usage. Yeah, so, access to it. Yeah, so I, I I may have been in, like, single digits looking at pornography. Jeez. Oh, like, yeah, I don't, how I, early did you get it? I don't know. I remember, like, Friend's House. Because I don't think... I didn't have the internet till late. But uh, I remember my friend trying to show it to me. I was like, no, no! <laughs> like, and, yeah, it was probably maybe it might have been single digits it might have been it was either nine or like ten right around there yeah and i'm kind of like uh that may have messed me up i kind of i think of that sometimes i'm like i may have a lot of issues because of that like dealing with women and whatnot (laughs) Uh, oh man that's another (laughs) session yeah i don't know where i'm like just have like a weird fear or something i don't know uh but yeah it's i don't know just to get back into like repeating things enough of this i guess 
I don't know. It's just like, what about games? Like, I feel like it takes it can take so much time to like play a game all the way through. Or right. like with anime, it's like uh, there might be a twelve oh, yeah. episode series. Like there are so many twelve episode series, which is like eh, nothing, you know. But there's some that are like Dragon Ball Z, which is like two hundred ninety one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I feel like that's the problem I'm having now because I'm watching so many different ones. I'm like, I kind of want to get into this one, but I gotta watch whatever this is next. Well, I have been thinking about that. At some point, uh, maybe for the next one, we'll actually, you know, for like every other one, maybe we'll have you finish one you like or something yeah, like, like that. A revisit. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah I am watching uh, season two of One Punch Man on my own volition right now. How do you like it? Uh, I do like it. I know, like you said, there was kind of complaints about the animation, but I, I mean, I, I don't really see it. Yeah, me either. I, There's but... a giant centipede. He looked pretty, pretty decent to me. Mm. Uh, now let's jump into it. How about a movie? Uh, a movie that I could watch on repeat. Uh, that I do. Pretty much every time the season rolls around Halloween, I might watch it, uh, not Halloween, Christmas, I might watch it uh, a few times a year, and that is Elf, uh, the Will Ferrell 2005 movie? Yeah, it's like Sounds 15 right. years almost Yeah, like now, and yeah, I still watch it like every Christmas, never get sick of it, super quotable. Um just a multi-generational movie i feel like have you ever seen elf i've seen elf and i've been thinking about this because i don't enjoy it as much as other people really like i know like so many people so many of my friends are like i love this movie it's so great and i'm like it's eh, it's okay <laughs> like i don't love it like i saw it once and maybe it you know, another time on Comedy Central or something, but it's not a movie I typically go out of my way to look for. Yeah. I I don't have to look for it. I have it. <laughs> so many iterations. And, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it, it was, I mean, Will Ferrell's kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, what else was around that time? Anchorman was hilarious. I loved it. You're not, are you a huge Will Ferrell fan? You're not really. Um, um I... I was I loved him on SNL like because yeah. I I watched SNL in that kind of age where like you know everyone it's a perfect show for thirteen year olds you know what I mean where yeah. if you watched it at a certain point that was your era and that's the era era you loved and right. there are people who loved the Belushi era and if I watched it I think it's terrible and a lot of it mm. isn't great if you go back and watch it and no. a lot of people would say that about my era which is like i call it the meadows era or like yeah i was gonna say tim meadows and chris farley was in there a little bit and i stopped right around um early 2000s like i don't like i only am learning now who like uh fred armison is like I, oh I'm i never to, I... I never knew him on snl because i never watched it with him he was like coming in right as i was leaving um, yeah, Fred Armisen is like one of my favorite <laughs> I, creators ever. I had left um, by that point when he stepped in there. I looked at the. They've got a big chart of like the overlapping years on uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, so Bill Hader. Yeah, you don't know Bill Hader that much? I mean, I know of him now, but I never saw yeah. him on SNL. Uh, they have a hilarious. They work well together, and uh, they have a 
like a IFC show called Documentary Now, where they just like make a bunch of mockumentaries that are mocking like famous documentaries. It's <laughs> pretty hilarious. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love Fred Armisen. Oh, I don't want to get into that too much, but uh, yeah, uh, Elf. It's I I don't know I. I guess that was my era too. Yeah, the Will Ferrell, Tim Meadows, but yeah, and then Will Ferrell went on to new movies. Which, what does he do now? Oh, he did that terrible Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah, so he's still doing movies. <laughs> yeah, and what's the hit or miss? What was the last good one he did? Oh man, the last good one that Will Ferrell. Did. I didn't. It's not a great movie, but I kind of enjoy Ricky Bobby. Yeah, Talladega Nights. Yeah. Step Brothers um, was okay. It's got some fun in there. Yeah, I don't love Step Brothers too much. Yeah. Um, which I love both those guys. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction, did you like that? Oh, I love Stranger Than Fiction. That's right. Yeah. One of his more serious roles, but mm. I liked it. I liked that movie a lot. Um, he did another serious movie that was within the. Eh, it might have been more than five years ago at this point. Um, yeah. Where he was like getting divorced from his wife, I can't remember the name of it all. Hmm. At all, that's familiar. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. It's called like uh, I don't know. I can't remember. It. I thought I'd be able to pull it. Yeah, he, and he finds he has like a weird relationship with his neighbors or something, hmm. or like meeting the new ones. I like that one. Whatever it is, yeah, <laughs> that's nice the most, I think that's the most recent one I can think of that I enjoyed. Eastbound and Down, I think I saw him on that, like a clip. Oh of yeah, that. he did, had a couple guest roles on that, and he yeah. did. Uh, what was it? Um, the Office. He was in right. a few of those. I didn't love him too much on The Office. I was very excited for him to go there, and he, I didn't like it very much. Yeah, is that Zoe Deschanel? Is that the lady in yeah, that? Is the other one? I think that was one of the first roles I saw her in ever. But yeah, she's blonde in it instead of her. Yeah, and she sings, and um, James Caan is in it, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I love. It makes it even like at my end at the end where they're all singing like my heart swells with christmas cheer and i just like i feel it it makes me feel the feels too it's silly but it gets me i i don't know i make because i love christmas so much when i was a kid on our um holiday one i think we both chose jingle all the way yes which i i do love even i know it has its flaws and (laughs) i know like another one that people like and i i've kind of also fallen off of a little bit as well is uh muppet christmas carol yeah i haven't seen that in a long time but yeah um i i remember liking a lot as a kid same i will rewatch it didn't enjoy it as much really Mm. i think i was gonna give it a spin this holiday try it yeah yeah the seasonal movies this time they took out one of the songs out of that oh really was it racist no it uh, I don't know why they took it out. I think it was because it was too sad. They took out uh, the love we lost, huh. so it makes the final song not make sense, <laughs> which is the love we found. Oh, or the yeah. love is gone, or whatever. The reprise. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about Home Alone, which uh. is what a strange movie to love as a kid. It's about a home invasion. <laughs> 
about my kid these, loves it. I, I loved it too, but I was thinking about it like what it really is. It's a comedy about a home invasion about these two creeps that have been stalking you for for like yeah. a week. I'm like, ugh. When I think about like that kind of thing happening, it's a nightmare. Like so many bad horror movies are about that kind of thing. All right. And uh, I don't know, but it's just like yeah, a fun kids movie. There's a weird thing in the basement and a weird neighbor that you're scared of. Right. You know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. It's all about. It's all about um, selling your soul to the devil, though. Actually. Is that the yeah. fan theory? There's a theory that um, you remember John Candy's in it at one point. He's in a polka band. Oh yeah, you told me about is. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a theory that he's Satan. Because, <laughs> yeah, she says, I'll sell my soul to get my... back to my son, Kevin, or whatever. And he's like, hey, I overheard you. <laughs> and Polka is obviously the devil's music. And uh, John Candy plays a devil for, like, two seconds in uh, Planes, Drains, and Automobiles also. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, like, the only Thanksgiving movie, right? Maybe. I don't know. I think it is. Because it is about Thanksgiving, isn't it? I can't... It's been a while since I've seen it. I feel like they played it on the CW once around Thanksgiving, and that's how I found out. That I think seems... they're trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think you're right. That seems like the type of movie I'd be mad at you for not seeing. Right. Yeah. I've seen part. I like... Yeah, I've seen parts of it, but I've never yeah. seen the whole thing. It's Steve Martin. I never watched... I haven't seen a lot of Steve Martin. Yeah. I don't know why. I have been thinking about doing our other segment we talked about where I make you watch old movies. Yes. Maybe, maybe we'll do that next time. I don't know. And I'll review yeah. anime or something. Right. Yeah, I wanted... So, did you have a movie you put on repeat? Uh, It's not something that I put on, but it's something that is just on, and I tend to have it on. Um, I used to... I, I have cable now, but I went a long period without it. But when I had it, I would pretty much only watch Comedy Central. So, and they would have basically like 10 or so movies and that were kind of on repeat. And then they'd add in some every once in a while. So right. I've, I've seen Zoolander like 50 times. I've seen Coming to America, uh, Beverly's Hills Cop, and like the Super Troopers movie like so many times. Yeah, and like all the SNL movies, like that. What is it? Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, and... I've seen that one on my own volition numerous times. Uh, Superstar, Ladies Man. I've never seen Ladies Man. Will Ferrell's in is that. It, is it any good? Uh, um, no. I mean, I don't no, think okay. any of them are. Honestly. <laughs> What, yeah, what's the best SNL movie? Oh, Corky Romano? I don't know. <laughs> no. Is that an SNL movie, though? Uh, I think so. I mean, it's Chris Kattan. But was he, was Corky Romano a character in SNL? Movie? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, maybe. I can't remember. Uh, Al Franken had a movie. Coneheads? <laughs> Coneheads. Coneheads uh, kind of sucked. Chris Farley's in that one, too. Uh, MacGruber? Is that a... I never saw MacGruber. Did you see... Uh, oh, that was After Your Time. That was Will Forte oh. and Kristen Wiig. Did you see the Al Franken one when he was still in comedy? No. Do you remember when Al Franken was on SNL? No. You know he's a, like a senator or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on SNL for a long time. Um, 
and he did this character called uh, Stuart Smiley, and it's actually really funny. And he had a movie called, uh, I think it's like Stuart Saves His Family. Wow, wow. I do not know that. And he had this thing, it was like, I think it was morning, or like daily affirmations, where he was kind of like this Tony Robbins, like motivational kind of guy. He's like, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. I like that. <laughs> I re- kind of yeah, I remember that. They, I believe that's Al Franken. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know that they ever played that one on Comedy Central, but I remember it coming out. They went like, Pat. Yeah, I remember it's Pat. Mm. I don't know. Like, it'd be funny if they did, like... I don't know, just some weird one like, uh, what is it, Cabin Boy, like the Adam Sandler one, or something that, like, just some weird unknown one. Yeah, Opera Man. Opera Man, Opera Man the movie. Yeah, it could be, a, like, an opera, I guess. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I bet he'd do that. He'd, do, he'd turn it into a Netflix movie, I bet. Yeah, they played, um, they also... Yeah, they played all the SNL movies. They played a bunch of, like, kind of, like, uh... Every once in a while, they play, like, old 80s ones. Like, they played, uh, like, the John Cusack, uh, Better Off Dead. And, like, uh, I think they'd play ones that I didn't understand why they were on there. Like, Bottle Rocket. Have you ever seen Bottle Rocket? Yeah, I have seen like, Bottle Rocket. Like, doesn't yeah. seem like a comedy. <laughs> no, yeah, it's very... It's a dark comedy. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't seem like Comedy Central's audience at all. Yeah, they played... I think they played a few of the um, Wes Anderson films on there, mm-hmm. which it's... Huh. Yeah. That seems... Like, I don't want to insult Comedy Central, but it also seems a little... I don't know, too tasteful for it? <laughs> That's probably insulting to say. No, I but... mean, it, it, you're right. Um, but... just, it doesn't seem like their demographic at all. Yeah, they played movies, I'm like, why are they playing this on here? And they'd also play, mm-hmm. like, all of the, um, all the kind of, like, scary movies and, like, not a right, this yeah. movie. Yeah, I feel like those are two different sides of the comedy spectrum, but I guess uh, maybe that's diversity in comedy is or, what they're uh, going for. They played, like, a bunch of the different, like, National Lampoon offshoots. Like, yeah. uh, Van Wilder and Van, Van Wilder 2. Is the second one? Is it Ryan Reynolds still? No, it's the uh, East End Cal Penn. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Rise of Taj. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Uh, Beer Quest or Beer Thing. It's about, like, them having a competitive beer competition in Germany. No, I've never seen that one. Yeah, that one's okay, because I didn't mind that one. Like so what are they repeat? Landfill. That's one of the characters. Oh. Yeah. What are they uh, repeating now on Comedy Central? I turned it on, and I, I don't know if it's the same Comedy Central <laughs> that they we play had. a lot of The Office. They, know. it from what I saw, they're playing, like, only, like, syndicated shows. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. And they're not playing any movies. In South Park. It's all South Park, all Family Guy. Uh, oh, Family Guy's on there now? I think so, yeah. And, like, a bunch of stuff like that. And I'm just like, this is not the same channel it was even a few years ago. Like, it's so much worse now. Yeah. Like, before it was, like, tolerable, because you'd see, like, 
some diversity now it's just like here's four hours of family guy i'm like yeah why i'm like aren't you doing nothing like and they they like cancel so many shows like there's so many shows that come and go there and some of them are good and i'm like what do you, i don't know what they're doing <laughs> yeah i that might I, that just might be the state of tv now because i re- like cartoon network has the same exact structure i feel like it's just like long blocks of the same like because i watch cartoon network more than i watch comedy central but uh yeah just long blocks of the same show just like a few shows to cycle through maybe they'll sprinkle in a new one every now and then but they don't give it a chance because it's probably cheaper for them to show the syndicated shows yeah i think that really is what it comes down to is money yeah it's very strange uh well on to the next one what you had for tv yeah, we're talking about the TV channel. Um, I think, I guess this was on True TV at one point, but now it's on Netflix. Have you ever watched? And it was on Funnier. It started on Funnier Die. Uh, have you ever watched any of the Billy on the Street clips? Um, with Billy Eichner. <coughs> I think I've seen them kind of like in passing, but yeah. I haven't actually watched like a complete thing like it you know it'd just be him getting mad at somebody for a second or something (laughs) and then they'd be like all right what else is on but i've heard him on um uh never not funny and like some other podcasts and stuff and i I like him i just haven't really watched it yeah he's on uh i first time i saw him was probably from parks and rec which he pretty much uh he plays craig who's this like gay man who screams all the time which is pretty much who he is in real life yeah (laughs) i don't know if it's really him or it's a character he plays yeah it's kind Um, of him in real life yeah it could be both um but yeah and he yeah it pretty much is that just him wandering around new york city screaming at people on the street usually he calls it a pop culture like quiz show and he'll just like run up to people and ask questions or stop people there's like one segment that is very long where he just stops one person to do like a long quiz but or he's running around with a celebrity like who's doing the first episode i saw he was doing christmas carols with amy poehler like running around but, and i don't know it's funny it makes like i laugh out loud every time i watch it <laughs> he's on that show like uh, difficult people isn't that his show i i wouldn't be surprised i've never seen it but i think it's a hulu <laughs> that's a good show. way to sum him up i think it's a hulu show called difficult people i think it's him and i know i have heard like when he does like running like sometimes he runs like at the end with somebody yeah 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 a lot of the time it was uh, this guy robin law taylor who plays um the penguin in the Gotham oh, yeah, series okay. i know i recognize that yeah name. yeah yeah, I heard him talking about that on Never Not Funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think he's funny. He's, he's <laughs> I just like it when he scares people. Sometimes he just yells, like, celebrity names, like, <laughs> people, and they just get scared and he runs away. Yeah. yeah. Did you see That's him on so Conan? Bad. They were doing Grinder on Conan. No. <laughs> on uh, one of the Conan bits, uh, you can find it on the Coco thing on youtube it's him and conan going on grinder looking for dates for conan <laughs> yes okay this I is watch that yeah there's, there's another one with him uh with dave franco on twitter and like dave franco getting dates and conan not getting them it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty funny 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, he'd definitely be a difficult person to be friends with. I feel like, but um. I think he's probably mellow, like in real, yeah, like in real life. I don't think he's always like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he was Timon, and he wasn't screaming the entire time through that. I guess mm-hmm. so. It just has to be the part. It is weird that two gay men played that character. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah. Uh, he's a pretty flamboyant character, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just oh, thought of that. Is Timon gay? Maybe. I mean, is actors can play their opposite or whatever. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, like, him and Boomba might have some weird thing going on. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, well, in the movie, they made sure to show that Pumba had a baby at one point. Oh, okay. <laughs> so dispel those rumors. Was that a rumor? Uh, that I, I, yeah, up? I guess, well... I don't know. It's the internet, but I like some right wing groups were upset that like they, you know, they throw out theories that like they're gay or the the Frozen sisters are incestuous and stuff like that. Just you know, grasping at straws. Yeah, I remember that happened with SpongeBob ages ago too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert and Ernie, Uh yeah, all stuff. They have separate beds. They're roommates, guys. Come on. Uh, what did you, what did you have for TV? I actually more wrote... Comedy Central repeats. No, uh, oh, kind of. One is a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I wrote down because I did rewatch it recently, and I I've talked about it. Thirty Rock is one of them. Yeah. Because I find it very, you know, it's any real comedy. I'm just kind of like I find very easy and kind of like easy to jump back into. I wrote down Dad's Army, which I've also talked about, which is a uh, British show about the Home Guard, and it's just kind of silly nonsense. Uh, I wrote down a few anime, like uh, one is two are kind of light. One is Manami K, which is about just a uh, a trio of sisters who are each in different schools. One in high, one's in high school, one's in junior high, and one's in uh, elementary. And it's just about them and their groups of friends and relationships and stuff. And it's just very light and fun. And it's also them, like, getting along and not getting along. And I don't know. Uh, Hyoka, which I've also mentioned, it's about a... Uh, it's a classical literature club, but it's uh, a young man kind of solving mysteries in the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is concerning, like, a person being expelled for a very specific reason one is about like possibly seeing a ghost that of a like a hanging person i talked about it in one of the other episodes i can't remember which one hmm. yeah it sounds familiar uh the last one is probably the longest series like the longest running series that i've rewatched to like a couple times through all the way through which is the one you did today uh oh. for animebi you you hack a show um, I can, yeah, I can see that being repeatable. It's very digestible. Yeah, it's, uh, early on it's kind of like, kind of light, but a little bit of the middle, which I'll spoil it a little bit, there's a massive tournament arc, which spans, oh. uh, part of season one, all of season two, and part of season three. Hmm. Out of four seasons. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's it's a massive thing, and it's just like them essentially going through every match, 
and then having some like you know in between stuff happening also but i don't know it's just kind of a easy shonen kind of like action comedy kind of anime that i just enjoy and it's something that i prefer the dub over the sub it's something that and there's something well yeah i grew up with the uh the dub i know true yeah true yeah there's something nostalgic for me because it was on i think toonami or adult swim and i know one of the voices in particular is very great in the dub uh who's kuwabara (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 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 we'll get into it more later Mm. but i got some thoughts along the same lines yeah uh, do you have a book? Books? Uh, I do. Um, uh, we we hung out at the library a lot. Sure, we did. After school and middle school, and um, my parents would be the last to pick me up a lot. <laughs> and at, at, at summer camp, really anywhere, the library was the only place. But um, so I would end up reading. Well, I mean, by the way I scramble to find books for this, you wouldn't know, but uh, I ended up reading a lot in the library, but they were mostly comic books, and what I read a lot there on repeat was um, they had a lot, a big collection of Calvin and Hobbes, and they had a big uh, Garfield collection, too. I just, I read those over and over and over again, spent a lot of time. I probably could have been spending time reading actual literature, but Jim... Uh, Davis and Bill Watterson were the authors I chose to follow. It was just like that. It's like that short, light, easy to digest stuff, kind of. Sure. Sometimes they went on longer arcs, um, but I I don't know. Just easy to pick up and put down, pretty much. Did they? I know they had a Garfield cartoon. Did they ever have a um, Calvin and Hobbes cartoon? No. Really, the only other media I feel like I've seen them in is uh, Calvin peeing on whatever car logo. Yeah. Um, I've seen that. And then, well, unless you want to follow the fan theory that... uh, Can you think of a movie that Calvin Hobbes might be? Winnie the Pooh, probably? No. I think uh, Darker and from the late 90s. Hmm. It involves guy, guy and a and tiger. Um, the right. guy and his imaginary friend. Spoilers. A guy played by oh, is it uh, <laughs> Fight Club? Yeah. I mean, can't you see it? No, <laughs> can't I can't see that. They do allude to a Calvin Klein poster at one point. I was like, oh, that's that's proof. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I buy that one. I've I've heard better fan theory. Maybe if I read all of it, I'd I'd buy it. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Calvin's always getting into scraps with no one. He's always coming back dirty and cut and bloodied up. Did um did Calvin and Hobbes ever have like an ending to it? Like did it Christopher Robin itself? Um, I don't know because I I Bill Watterson. I don't think he died. I think he like finished it, and so I don't know if it has. I think it. I think it does. It's not like the end, but there's. It's like a nice message at the end, kind of like I don't know if you saw the finale to King of the Hill, but like it's not like a super definitive ending, but it is kind of like oh, it ends on a nice note and everyone's like 
getting along and stuff. It's Bobby learning how to cook, like, with grills, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. he's like, yep. I'll be just like you. Like, I think that's how it ends, right? Yeah. Like yeah, so it's not, like, a full circle thing, but it's kind of like, all right, it ended on a nice note. Yeah. And, like, how about, that was true to the series. Did Beavis and Butthead do that also? <laughs> I have no idea. I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. Do you ever want to go back and watch it? No. Okay. What about um, only for the Daria appearance? I guess I've actually started watching Daria finally because it's oh, really? it's on Hulu. I haven't gotten that far, but I'm in, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely dated. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of like, I, does that have kind of like a good ending or like a kind of like eh, you know it? I think there's a movie that is serves as the finale. Okay. There's two movies like made for tv movies but there's one where i think there's this one where she goes to summer camp and i think they the last one is daria goes to college so gotcha. and who knows there might be a revival i don't know i'm always tricked into seeing it but then it's just like this is how the artist would draw them now it's like oh, okay this isn't really 10 years later i think they did she wrote a blog where it's like 10 years later daria oh, yeah. is this i actually i was looking into it and i read about like here's what daria would do and what she thought of her relationships in the past yeah and all that stuff. Yep, yeah yeah. I saw that. yeah yeah i love it that's that's got a pretty good arc yeah um, that's one i could put on repeat do you find this is a weird question but do you find that character like would you find that character attractive in real life yes yeah me too I think it pays, yeah. Out of probably everyone in the show, right? Ye oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't like Brittany, the cheerleader. Yeah, nobody Jane's likes... Jane's all right. Yeah, Jane's okay. That's not, that wouldn't be my, like, Your type. body type at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's the, the African-American girl. She's cool. She's all right, yeah. yeah. Um, but everyone else is just kind of like, they yeah. suck, right? Yeah, Quinn and her friends suck, and... Yeah, yeah. I know that's a weird question, but like it's it is like I don't know because we're kind of like nerdy guys. I guess it's just like that is our type, and I don't know. I I, I don't know. Somebody talked about the idea of uh, Mary Sue the other day in a conversation, and like it originally being used as like a type of wish fulfillment for the creator, and I kind of feel mm. like that is. Like, Daria is kind of like that for that person. You know oh, yeah, I mean? I'm sure. Where it's like, a girl that, you know, is... Everyone's like, oh, you're very plain, but you're also, like, everyone probably likes you the best. Right, yeah. Yeah, just her sarcastic quips. I'd be like, ah, cut me in the heart. Kat Dennings type. Although I hate Kat Dennings. Too sarcastic. I, I know a lot of people find her very attractive. I'm kind of like, eh. I find her very attractive, but... Uh, Don't care for personality? At least the roles she chooses, no. What about her new show, Doll Face or whatever? I've not seen it. Maybe no. I'll give it a try, Maybe. but yeah. What, She's too... very obnoxious in the role she takes, so I mean, it's hard to not see her that way, I guess. Two broke girls or yeah. Thor? Ugh, I hate her in that. She's terrible. Thor? She's in the first one, right? Yeah, she's so annoying in both. She's in the first and second one. She's the most annoying character. Gotcha. Meow meow. She calls his hammer meow meow. No. Yeah, I don't know. Off on yeah. a tangent. Yeah, I don't know how we got 
<laughs> Daria from Calvin to Cat Dennings from Daria somehow from Calvin. Oh, Calvin it's and because um, like you've probably seen when they do like artist renderings where they're like, here are the Rugrats growing up or all grown up. Yeah, I kind of like they those. Made a show. Yeah. Well, they do them like in college or whatever, you know. Yeah. Where it's like Tommy's like all buff or whatever, and yeah, he's such a jock now, probably. And Chucky's like a hipster or whatever. He's a hipster. I see him as a computer programmer. Yeah, maybe Phil was the hipster. I can't remember. Yeah, I wonder if Phil and Lil went different ways or stayed the same forever. I can't remember. Well, I don't know. It's like they did. They uh, they had one where it was like you can kind of skip through. It'd be like here are the Rugrats, like all you know, as adults. Here's the Doug crew. Here are the Recess crew. You know, you can find them on the list. Yeah. They're, oh yeah. They're cool. I don't know. Just a, I don't know. As a, I know you're talking about Daria. Here's what the artist would draw. Right. Yeah. No. Like if I, oh, they grew up with me. They get to say children forever. That must be nice. They're yeah. not real, also. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I like they did uh, Winnie the Pooh, the Christopher Robin thing. I just kind of wondering if Calvin and Hobbes got like a similar kind of like, you know, ending to it. You know, leaving it behind. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so yet. I, I think Bill Watterson put out like the definitive collection, so I don't know if he'll ever go back to it. I'm pretty sure he's still alive. I hear he's kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> doesn't want to be bothered. Yeah, I think he's pretty reclusive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gave us so much. Yeah, for a book, um, I, I've got a few things. Uh. The few of which I've already mentioned. I mentioned another one, which is something I have read a lot of, or read, I think most of mine were from when I was a kid. Uh, the Lewis Satcher books, the Wayside School books. The Wayside side, uh, sideways, story, side... sideways Stories from Wayside School. I don't remember this. Uh, Lewis Satcher's the guy who made Holes, also. Okay, he yes. He wrote Holes. I... Uh, it's a story about like a weird school where the there's a bunch of like it's just a it's a kid's book and it's just kind of like a funny book where like it's a you know it's like a 69 uh, story school and it's missing <laughs> well you know <laughs> it's missing the 13th floor like there's like an absence of being there huh. uh, the janitor's name is Lewis and it's supposed to be like his little avatar. Uh, they're kind of like okay. each chapter is like about one of the kids or one of the teachers and it's just like either a day in the life and they're kind of interactions with the other kids uh, and there was like a middle book and a sequel and in the sequel there's like this weird like plot thread about a girl who um, has an ear growing on her head that she hides with her on the top of her head uh, that she hides in, nice. in her hair uh, that can so allows her to read people's minds and she like has her heart broken so she starts like reading people's minds to like break their hearts oh it's a very huh. strange like plot line in this kid's book that is very odd but yeah and like there's a guy who like sucks people's voices into his giant nose and he's able to <laughs> copy them and he does it as, like, revenge for his, like, evil mother who is, like, this, uh, 
you know, Dolores Umbridge type in their school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a, it's just a cute kid's book that I read a bunch of times that, you know, just had a bunch of weird kind of chapters about all yeah. these kids and their stories. Uh, this one's kind of cheating because it's a audiobook that I've also mentioned, Silver Screen Fiend by Patton Oswalt. Specifically, there's one chapter that I I listen to a lot and I play it a lot for people because I think it's really well written. Um, It's about about his kind of uh, first delving into um, stand-up, and he kind of compares it to um, Van Gogh's painting uh, The Night Café which is Mm -hmm. the first painting that he drew from memory instead of something that he saw, like, immediately. And when he did that, he kind of remembered, like, why why he's so miserable and why he was in a place that he hated being in. And it's just like, it comes off, the painting is kind of just, if I saw it, it's just kind of like, eh, it's a painting, but if you learn the history behind it, it's really just bleak. Yeah. And then, yeah, like Van Gogh was a very sad man. And he, he talks about um, Van Gogh uh, shooting himself in the chest and then dying like eighteen hours later. Uh, yeah, <laughs> to feel That's something. Uh, yeah, yeah, he likes. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I just think it's very well written. He also has a chapter I really like that talks about his learning to kind of. Uh, he was trying to work out in a like when he was younger because he was going to a pool party, and it's kind of like uh, interlaced with this story about a D and D character that he made named Olvac, and it's <laughs> just talking about this kind of character Olvac and how cool and like great he is, and then talking about like I also have to do this thing where I'm abandoning this thing I really love so I can you know talk to girls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotta make that choice every day, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> when I go home. Should I go and talk to girls, or should I just go home and get my pajamas? Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Get them on. Yeah. Uh, the other ones are kind of... Uh, I wrote down like one comic, because I have to. Batman the Long Halloween, which is a book by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, which is kind of early days of batman and like a serial killer kind of on the loose and it's you know it's really well written and uh and you can't really figure out who it is until like one really later on and it's never really clear like it kind of reminds me of a uh, mask of the phantasm like yeah if you remember that like i remember loving that as a kid thinking that was great yeah i remember seeing that as a kid too uh, Long Halloween's got crazy costumes in it, doesn't it? It's definitely a different kind of um, looking Batman. Like the the artistry and design work is definitely different from kind of like what we're typically used to. Like it's more akin to the gray and blue suit. Um, Does it? His ears super long. His ears are super long. A lot of stuff is very exaggerated. Like all the characters look yeah. kind of different, but I, I do like the style. It's sometimes when you see a really different style, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I've just seen like 
the skins or I've heard the long Halloween. I've heard of it. I never really knew the plot of it, but I, I've seen like the skins in games and stuff for the long Halloween. So I know they have yeah nutso costumes. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of a weird kind of story where like you kind of, you get involved with this whole role rogues gallery and this weird, uh, you know, it has to do with like kind of the mob being involved too. It also involves, um, I think, the early origin of Two Face and like his relationship with Harvey Dent. How oh, cool! There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, well, so was it in like regular Batman canon? I don't think Back so. Back in the day, yeah. I think I it's the kind of like an offshoot. I think they do pull stuff from it occasionally, but I don't think that it is like completely a canon thing. Gotcha. Yeah, because of the implications of the murderer and whatnot okay okay you should check it out it's good yeah definitely I, i've heard of it a lot it also has a sequel called dark victory which is like early robin oh cool yeah it's definitely stood the test of time it seems uh the last two within this one are kind of books i really liked and just read it over and over again they're these two games books one was i spy did you ever have those oh, yeah i love those books. i had one but i remember them being in the library yeah they would have these kind of you know a hardcover book called i spy or i spy with my little eye and a few different versions where they'd give you like a bedroom and you'd have to like a messy bedroom and you'd have to find the things in the bedroom it was just like a game book where, you know, each, and then it'd be a big kind of uh, two-page flip-out thing where it'd be like, here's a, uh, uh, the outside of a house during Halloween, and you'd have to find, like, the three skulls, and it'd give you, some would be, like, kind of cryptid, it'd be, like, the, the king's helmet or something like that, and it'd be, like, a crown somewhere or something like that. Right, yeah. It'd be, like, the crow's face in the moon, and it would be, like... A picture of a moon on a pumpkin with a crow's face or something. Yeah, it was a more um, photoreal Where's Waldo. Yeah, which was my other book. Uh, I wrote uh, down Where's Waldo because I love those books. They where they'd give you like a massive like army battling, and there'd yeah. be like a, a knight like pulling his pants down, and like two knights like jousting like backwards or there'd be ones where like the horses were jousting and the riding the guys like weird stuff and yeah. you'd have to find waldo you'd have to find his cane sometimes you'd have to find his hat there was a wizard sometimes yep. wasn't there there was a wizard uh there was his evil villain Oddlaw. oh yeah which is his waldo he had a backwards. girlfriend too at one point i think it's a wendy is the girl uh you'd also have to find a dog but you'd never see the dog you would just see the tail ah. yeah i remember yeah and sometimes you could find naked ladies on the beach that's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could find naked ladies and in the towards the end it would be like here's more fun in this page try and find this thing and it'd be like wizard uh fight in the castle and it would be like you know three wizards like having a checkers match or something like that 
I'm wondering. I'm going to look right now. I bet there's like a Where's Waldo app now. I don't even know if they make the books anymore. It's probably like an app. Let's check. Where's? Oh, where's Waldo? Huh? Huh? Uh, no, it's just a bunch of knockoffs. That sh- there should be. There definitely should be. I feel like there's Scavenger Hunt Waldo Quest. But I believe that is not officially licensed. Yeah, I feel like those games, like, because of the popularity of, like, tabletop games, I feel like that could be a thing. Oh, yeah, you know definitely. I, mean? I don't know. Race to find Waldo. Uh, that's too bad. Maybe we'll get on that. That'll be our next adventure. Yeah. Developing the Waldo app. Mm. Uh, go to some Muzak. Uh, yeah, we, uh... We talked about SNL a little earlier. Um, mine kind of originated on SNL, and this was probably after your period. Oh, uh, I know what it is. Do you? You want to take a guess? Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I know Jimmy Fallon's involved. I know. Oh, is this no. it? Uh, uh, Tracy Morgan's involved. No, that not, one. Nope, not holiday themes. Oh, no. Okay, I'm not going SNL holiday themes again. Uh, it is, this was after, yeah, so this was, uh, Andy Samberg, specifically. Oh, Lonely Island stuff? Lonely Island, uh, they did, they had a lot of shorts on, that's kind of, I feel like that's how they kind of got big, Mm. was they would just do the digital shorts, and, uh, the one that sticks out to me is I'm on a Boat, with, uh, featuring T-Pain, but, uh, yeah, it's just a stupid song about (laughs) riding on a boat pretty much and i i remember when i first discovered i pretty sure i watched it like every day for a month and i just had it in my head all the time just dumb lines about banging mermaids and stupid (laughs) shit so it's funny the last time we did a podcast we talked about comedy music do you find it funny or do you enjoy it as music i know we talked about this um both um i think i find it funny okay. i don't know if i find like um, yeah because you were talking about how you like you like the art of uh, weird al right do you find like, weird al funny though yeah his older stuff at least um uh, or bo yeah. burnham or like uh what up i don't know if you've ever heard bo burnham yeah um yeah i have or, yeah i find them funny i don't think Oh, man, it, I think I think it's both. I think it might be half and half for me. Maybe okay. it's hard for me to, to decide. Like uh, I'm listening to I listen to a theme park podcast, and they uh, right now their theme song is because they're like reviewing Downtown Disney, which is just like a bunch of shopping. I'll give it a plug. It's podcast the right. They don't need a plug. <laughs> bigger than us. Um, but they they uh. So they have like a it's like a special event where they're doing like a daily thing for three weeks and um it has a theme song and it's like a parody of a obscure sonic theme song like an obscure sonic show called sonic underground where they play instruments instead of doing other things and um but and it's all about like about a mall essentially about stores at a mall but it's a parody of this sonic song that so i have i feel the nostalgia from it and it's like a rocking song so i'm like oh it gets me so pumped for it but i also i think it's funny too because it's about a mall i don't know music i get i get i think 
yeah, I get pumped up, I guess. I still feel the emotional pull of the music, so I guess it's kind of 50-50 for me. Is that your favorite uh, Lonely Island song? I'm on a boat? Probably. Um, well, like Jack Sparrow? Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Jack Sparrow. I really liked... Um, Dick in a Box. Uh, <laughs> no. I don't even know. I don't think this is Lonely Island. The one about the Chronicles of Narnia. The Lazy Sunday. Hmm. And that was with Chris Parnell. and Was it Andy Samberg? I mean, that sounds like it would be. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Chris Parnell and Andy Samberg. So it might have been the Lonely Island. But I'm not sure. But yeah, they, they're rapping about going to see the Chronicles of Narnia on a Sunday. It was one of the first YouTube videos i ever saw hmm. I think. what about the one with uh fiona apple do you like that one? Oh, which one's that uh <sighs> i can't remember what it's called but it's kind of like a sexy one with like fiona apple yeah which is weird think about yeah <laughs> considering her past yeah yeah yeah, I no, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I think it's it's. I think on a I'm on a boat takes the cake. Oh, there's jizz in my pants too. Uh, I like that one. Or uh, just had sex. Yeah. Uh, the one and with then, Natalie Portman. You heard that oh, one? Yeah. Yeah. Where she's the one where she's yelling all the time. Yeah. She's mad. Yeah. That one's a good one. Um, I never saw Pop Star the movie though. I heard it was pretty like at least smart though it looks stupid but i guess it was like pretty good like satire yeah did you see hot rod yes i didn't love it it's <laughs> like a, it's not good but it's like a fun movie I right guess. yeah it, it's got some funny lines and some funny parts yeah. in it but yeah it's definitely it's not good i don't know has andy samberg done a good movie he had that one with adam sandler that's my boy. Oh, that I didn't see that. I like no, that. me and you the die. I don't think anyone did. Honestly, no. Uh, uh, and he's obviously in Brooklyn Nine Nine, oh. which everyone loves. Yeah, I love that. Um, he's. I guess he was the. Was he? He was a voice in something. Yeah, I guess it wasn't. It was in Cloudy and the Chance of Meatballs. I think he's done some voice work for like, Sony. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, definitely an interesting guy. Yes. I find this... Yeah, I think he can write funny music. What did you, Yeah, what did you have? Uh, I think... Yeah, I, I know I've talked about kind of getting into the mode of, like, listening to a song over and over again. And I think the last time I talked about it, I was really into the Divinals. Like, I mentioned the Divinals. And they have a song called I Touch Myself. Yes. Which I was, I was just listening to on repeat for a long time, and I don't know why. I just it's very poppy and upbeat, and I I liked it. Um, I have a few now that I was just like, oh yeah, I've been on kind of an REM kick lately. Oh, cool. Um, and I've been re. And usually when I do this, it's just like one song. It's not like the whole album. It's always like one song. And I've been listening to Why Not Smile by rem it's kind of more uh you know slow kind of like ballady but i really enjoy it yeah yeah they rem i is yeah they're pretty relaxing 
now that I'm going through that catalog, it's definitely something I could put on in the background. Yeah. Like, I think that, I mean, I do like uh, Losing My Religion also. Uh... I don't know the song, but I like the one. I don't know the name of it. Or it could just be Stand in the Place Where You Live. Yeah, Stand, yeah. Yeah, Stand. Yeah, they've got some kind of, like, dumb songs, too. (laughs) Like, Orange Crush is kind of like it, really. I like Orange Uh, Crush. Oh, I love that. I was just going to say, I like that one. Follow me. Is that about soda? I always wonder. I think so. It's orange okay. crush soda. Hey. I've got my smile. I got my orange crush. Yep. <laughs> ah, maybe. I guess it is. Did I say I got my sprite? I always thought it was I've got my spine. I don't know why. Yeah, me too. I, but I, but I, it could be sprite now that I think about it. What's your frequency count? Which is about, I think, oh, yeah. about that anchor being beaten by some guy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's know. very that strange. ruined for me. Yeah. Uh, they have two Andy Kaufman songs. Oh yeah, Man on the Moon. The Great Beyond also is about Andy Kaufman. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they've got a lot of great stuff. I'm trying to... Half a World Away is another one I really like. But yeah, I don't know. Why not smile? I'm doing that thing where I listen to it, then I try and find an instrumental and covers and all this other weird stuff, different versions... Uh, I've been listening to this, uh, post, post rock kind of post metal band called Astronoid a lot lately. Do you know Explosions in the Sky? No. Do you know, it's kind of like that kind of rock based, uh, instrumental stuff where it's very heavy and kind of melodic and thoughtful at points. Cool. Uh, you know, like Bon Iver-ish. Okay. But harder. Uh, this one has vocals like explosions in the sky doesn't typically. Um, yeah, I like um. Yeah, my thing with like harder, like heavy metalish music, I it's usually the voice I don't like. But um, add in some operatic stuff and maybe take away the gravelly vocals. I, I get into it. Yeah, this is more like it's not like yelling. It's more just kind of like melodic ish. You yeah. might like it. I don't know. I'll play some for it later. Uh, I've been listening... I've been watching this anime I mentioned called uh, Sounds of Life, which is about the koto, which is a Japanese instrument. It's got a bunch of strings to it. Huh. Um, and they have... During their first performance, they have they do this uh, performance called Ryuseigun, which means meteor shower, I guess. But I guess the story connected to the song is kind of interesting, and it, it's they're trying to kind of parallel the story they've been telling in the anime, and I don't know, I just really like it a lot. It's just very kind of, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's very thoughtful at points, once again, and then kind of like more, you know, erratic and whatnot at other points. And it's supposed to be about, uh, I don't know, the kodo, I guess, is an instrument that's supposed to resemble a dragon, Huh. Supposedly. Neat. Um, and the story is about uh, the idea of a lonely dragon and also the idea of the connections between people and specifically people that may have passed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, the story of the anime is like a, it's a second year 
student who is the only member of the Kodo Club has to recruit people to keep it open. A delinquent from the school is the first person to join. And they have this kind of contentious relationship. This other people join, uh, like this uh, prodigy joins, and they're trying to kind of... They're all like... Except for the one girl, they're all novices. And the guy knows a little bit, the one guy. But they're trying to kind of connect their music and, you know, become friends and whatnot. It's good. Cool. Uh, yeah. Then, uh, oh, yeah. A few years ago, I got really into one song, and it was my most played for a long time by, like, over a thousand plays. <laughs> <laughs> And it was this band, uh, it was Chris Caraba's band, or thing, before he did uh, Dashboard Confessional. Oh, I didn't realize there was anything before that. He did something called Further Seems Forever, and it was a specific song, one song called New Year's Project, which I was just listening to on repeat, and there's two versions, there's a, uh, the original, and then there's an acoustic version of it. I don't know. I just loved it. I don't know why. It was just, uh... I don't know. It probably just had to do where where I was at that point in time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is it similar to Dashboard? Or... Uh... Probably, but it's, like, probably more... slowed down than their stuff. Like, it's more kind of like... More? Well, it's, like, think of Hands Down and how it's kind of, like, upbeat and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah. this is more of, like, a kind of, uh... I'm trying to think of a band, that sounds... More like, um... <sighs> Who's that band? The one that does Fade Into You. Oh. I have no idea. But you know what I mean, song. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It sounds... I don't know. I kind of get that kind of feel from them more than... You know, their dashboard, like, teen kind of stuff. Gotcha. But it's yeah. probably very similar, and I'm just, you know, pulled it in higher regard. Yeah, I wonder... I was actually gonna... It, if it is similar to Fade Into You, it might be on. I was gonna put the... I had the Buffy soundtrack seasons four through seven, mm. and uh, I, who knows? Chris Caraba might be on there. I for all I know, because it had very similar songs to stuff like that. And I, I I know I said, I do like that one song. I do like Hands Down. I don't really like uh, a lot of their other stuff. <laughs> yeah, that one's all right. Screaming Infinite Have you seen them? Have you, have you seen them? Uh, no. I have possibly seen them with another band. I just don't remember. I feel like they might have opened. Nah, maybe I saw them at Warp Tour once. I don't know. Mazzy Star. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Yep. I had to look it up. I would have never remembered. Me neither. I yeah. I only. I only clicked when you said it. And I would have never grasped it out of my ass in a million years. All right. Do you wanna move into? Things we can play on repeat. Yeah, what do you got? Um, I went simple with this. Uh, I there's a million iterations of a uh, this uh, just a basic match three game. Like uh, I specifically have Candy Crush on my phone now, but 
just those dumb games that are made to be addicting that I like before Candy Crush there was a Kim Possible version of Match 3 I think that was like the the first version I ever like played really but I mean if you don't know what Match 3 is it's like Candy Crush it's one of those games where you try to there's colors and you try to make three in a row and that clears rows and then things happen um it's just a dumb little puzzle game and I just get like I'm not addicted to Candy Crush, but I, I've never spent money on it, but um, I I had it on my phone for a long time, I deleted it, and then this year it's back again, and I'm back up to, like, the level 300s or whatever. I'm surprised you it's... haven't done the, like, Futurama versions or something like that. Yeah, um, I guess I just know the mechanics of Candy Crush, that's why I have it again, but yeah. Yeah, I like a good version of it. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I can't think of any other ones. But I know I played stuff. There was definitely stuff between 2005 Kim Possible Flash game and Candy Crush. I just, oh, I had a jungle one for my other phone. That's right. Oh, it's just a dumb free game I could get easily. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get into those modes with, like, uh, phone games where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll have it for a while, and if something is like bugging me way too much, or I'll just like get rid of it, maybe I get it back later or something. Right, like yeah. those collectible heroes games, like, uh, I don't know, like they've got Fire Emblem versions and stuff like that, or like a oh, right. Final Fantasy versions, where it's like you know, you collect you know, people from the various series or whatever, and you yeah. fight little battles. Yeah, I've been pretty good at not getting, like, soul-crushingly addicted to mobile games. I had Clash of Clans for a while, and that I was super addicted to that. Um, not addicted, but I just, I, uh, just like, do I have free time? That's what I'm doing. Um, I guess, is that an addiction? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, it's a video game. It's, uh... <laughs> What I'm doing with, you know, most video games is I probably have an addiction and it's not healthy, but, you know, what can I do? Yeah. Yeah, they're made that way, especially the ones on the phone, uh, especially the microtransaction ones, the freemium ones. But yeah, I my last phone, like, had no memory on it, so I couldn't even download any, like, new apps. So I guess that kind of kept me away from mobile gaming for a long time. Robot Unicorn Attack was my other go-to that one that's just a uh dumb that was an adult swim game it was just one of those runner ones where you jump and dash pretty like much temple run but or they, something yeah but they had a heavy heavy metal version of it ah. so that was pretty badass did you ever have like uh like some of the ones i had were like i've had sudoku on there forever i never got sudoku on my phone i would probably get addicted to that to it if i did because I had a, I, I have a million Sudoku books. I had, I actually had like a, like a mobile game. Like they used to have those handheld Yahtzees, digital Yahtzee and stuff like that. I had digital Sudoku. Or uh, I had a... Kakuro. That's a similar one. Uh, I never did that one. Or... I bought a zombie Sudoku book once, and was disappointed to just find out that it, the cover was just zombies. It was just uh... regular Sudoku inside. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what do you expect? You know what I mean? 
I know. I don't know. Blood splatter on the pages, I guess. Yeah. Give me something. Have you ever seen the, like, picturegrams ones that they have now that are kind of interesting? Or the nonograms? Those are kind of nice. But I find with the phone, like, the... (laughs) The way that sometimes, the way they're set up, the screen is so small, I click on the wrong thing and it screws it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's what's kept me off of it. It's good for your brain, though. Maybe I should start doing it again. Yeah. There are too many on there. I also have, like, some card games, like Free Cell and whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember... Yeah, before the internet, I'd do that on my computer all the time. And it is kind of addictive still, because they've got, like, daily challenges and stuff like that. Yeah, so you got to get it every day, and you got to log in every day to get your gems or your whatever mm-hmm. currency they have. Yep. Uh, yeah, the uh-huh. two... I wrote down two. Uh, one is... I think it's probably the longest game that I've played through more than once, and it's Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, man. You find that repeatable? Uh, I liked that one quite a bit. I think that is my favorite of the main series, probably. Yeah, like that one, I don't know. I just, I liked it more than the first one, and that was in the days where, it was before, I think, I had PS3. Yeah. Uh, so it, you know, it's one of the games that I had and the first time I played it, I beat it on the hard mode so I could see the, um, oh, geez. secret ending. And then like, I don't know, at some point, like maybe a few years later, I was just like, I'd like to play that again. And I played it on easy and I beat it in like a day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The second one? The second yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, the second one was easier than the first one, yes. at least. I felt like the first one was too hard. Yeah, it's definitely tougher. I feel, yeah, the controls for the first one were very... I felt like they were sluggish, but I mean, it was early PS2 days. Uh, I remember seeing the commercials for that game being like, what the hell is this? There's a guy with <laughs> with pants like mine with chains hanging off of him because I'm in high school. Yep. And he's running around with... Donald and Goofy, and they got all these zippers on their face, like, on their outfits. Like, what the hell? Yeah. That was, it was definitely way more in the Final Fantasy-verse than the third one. They did away with all of that. (laughs) They, like, there's no Final Fantasy stuff in there. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no Sephiroth insanely hard boss fight? Nope. Oh, wow. That's like a staple uh, franchise, I feel like. Uh, yeah, that's why a lot of people were really disappointed by the third one. Yeah. But Yeah, I mean, they worked on it for like a decade. It would have never... Like, I will stand up for it in this way. It was never going to meet everyone's ex- expectations. Oh, no. It couldn't. That's with most things, yeah. I'm like, you can't wait 15 years for a thing and expect it to be, like, exactly what you wanted. I don't think, yeah. honestly. And No, I totally agree with yeah. And they were also working on Final Fantasy XV uh, at the same time, and like, like one of the stages is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's like, like the third in that series after they've had like five, you know, hmm. come out in the series. Yeah. So it's like it's the last one that people like kind of cared about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but uh, two, I I just really liked. They had that kind of 
triangle button mechanic where it's kind of like the reaction button that I really like. Yeah, that, like quick time event. And I liked the kind of like it. I didn't play the other ones because I didn't really know about them at the time. So starting off as this other weird character, I was like, what is going on? Because you start oh, off yeah. as Roxas. And you're like, right. what is happening? The worlds and all this other weird stuff. Nobodies and. And if you don't play those other two, which probably a lot of people didn't, because they didn't have every other system that they released it on. Right, yeah, I had only, I played the first one, but I figured the second one, I mean, I barely knew what was going on in the first one, so I just figured, eh, it's supposed to be like this, yeah. <laughs> I'm not supposed to know what's going on. One, I feel like, kind of makes sense as a complete standalone. If you go from one to two, two makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, it's, like, five hours before, like, the opening title of 2 also. You, like, yeah. play as Roxas, and then finally, for, like, five hours, and it's finally Kingdom Hearts 2. And you're like, oh, it's just starting, yeah. okay. Yeah, after you've, like, done the kind of, like, dream sequence, quote-unquote, it's kind of like, oh, I wasn't even really in the game yet. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in the first Assassin's Creed, you play as Desmond for like, you know, an hour or something before you jump into like Altair or whatever. Oh yeah, everyone's favorite parts, walking around as in the modern day. Yeah, very strange. They, they kind of did that a little bit here and there. I did kind of miss some, um, some of that to kind of connect stuff a little bit. Yeah. Because I mean, it is still something that's in there, but they're just like, eh whatever yeah what was your uh, favorite world in kingdom hearts um hmm in two i don't know i think this is just shows what my personality is like i always liked the ones that were just like a town basically <laughs> like i liked twilight town like uh, <laughs> the hub world, the hub world. <laughs> yeah. like that is yeah. my personality like uh, like if i play zelda i love hanging out in her, like the rural town area yeah or kekariko well, village I mean, there's the most people to talk to there i guess yeah i just wanted to like if i think about like living in a game world i just want to hang out in the place where the people are i don't want to go out and do the stuff you know what i mean Right. I don't know. This that's just what my was like. Oh, I just want to live with the townspeople and hang out. <laughs> it's like in Stardew Valley. I kind of wish I could just be like, "Hey, how's everyone doing?" And fuck this farm, you know, whatever. Oh no way! I'm <laughs> completely the opposite. I'm kind of like, like I I do do the farm. Like that's all you do. But it's just kind of like oh, I wish I could get to know the people. Or same with like my time at Porsche. I'm just like, uh. I'm so busy taking care of this land, I can't, like, you know, build relationships with the townspeople. That's kind of a bummer. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. You missed their birthday, and then it's just like, you gotta wait a whole year again. Yeah. Uh, for the actual places, um, I'm trying to remember them all. I hated, I know in the first one, I hated the underwater one, the aerial stage oh yeah uh, i don't know it was probably the nightmare before christmas one i think that was my fave or i, I like the hercules one because in the first one the hercules one is just an arena yeah i mean that's kind of hub worldy isn't it 
Yeah. Well, the sec in Kingdom Hearts two, I think they actually it's El World. Oh yeah, that's it? true. Because you go into hell and fight Cerberus yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I like going to hell. <laughs> We're in hell, Donald and Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. You fight, and that's in the third one too. You go to, you go to Olympus. Oh yeah, I've seen that part because that's like the first one, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yep. There's some cool uh, areas in the third one. I know, you know. Uh, like uh, Toy Story and Big Hero Six Land, like Neo Tokyo. Oh, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the Big Hero Six gameplay. I should check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and the other game I wrote down was Skyrim because I had I've had it on multiple platforms and I've played through it a few times and I also have the platinum trophy on PlayStation. Oh jeez, how did you get the platinum trophy? All the achievements. Yep. Jeevers. Which I think I I've only done that with one game I think. What game? Uh, the Prince of Persia for Xbox 360, like the cell shaded one. Oh, okay. Not any of the Sands of Times ones. Yeah, man, how many tropes? That's yeah, that's work. Uh, Especially for Skyrim. It's time consuming. It's not really difficult though. Like yeah. which are if I go for a platinum trophy, like that's what I do. Yeah. Like, usually if they're difficulty-based, where you have to, like, play on, like, Inferno difficulty, where it's, like, you can only get hit once or you die. And then if you oh, die, geez. there are games that are like that, where if you get, you know, if you get hit by a one thing, it's like you're dead. Right. Like, there's a, a Max Payne trophy that I really wanted, but it's impossibly hard, where it's, like, if you get hit, uh... Like, bullets are one-hit kill, and every stage is timed. Oh, jeez. And then, like, you have to play another one later where it's, if they hit you once, you're dead, but all your bullet damage is normal. Uh, you Every stage is timed, and to build time, you have to get headshots. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Jeez. And I was just like, I, I'll never get it. Never no, will. Yeah, I'm never. Never done. gonna happen. No, you're asking too much. But for I've been thinking about getting the Witcher one, which it seems like it's oh, yeah. doable somewhat. But you have to play on Death March difficulty. It's the hardest mm. difficulty. Fun, fun. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I don't know. I just love Skyrim. I really want to play that uh, new uh, Outer Worlds game that's just come out. Me too. Yeah, I've got my eyes on that. I need a. I've been kind of craving a, a different world shooter type, but yeah, but RPG also. So yeah. But and you never got into Fallout or anything. I never. I watched my friend play Fallout Three, and I wasn't like I had fun watching him play it. Um, I'd probably play it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think I really had any systems that would play Fallout though. Yeah, I, I did have a 360. But yeah, you need to get a PS4 at some point. Yeah, maybe. maybe get a PS5. That's coming out at some point. Right. Yeah, that's soon. Wait for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's all I had. Do you want to jump into the next thing? Let's do it. I don't have any quiz, so let's jump right into the so, movie. Yeah, we're just gonna unjade you. Watching a movie, trying to unjade me and kind of make me enjoy movies again. Uh, 
I watched Coraline, the animated feature. Is that what we would call it? Yeah. Stop motion animation. Yeah, okay. okay. Is this was this a Tim Burton? It looks like a Tim Burton. Uh, no, it is. Well, it is Henry Selick who is the actual director for Nightmare Before Christmas, and he did James and the Giant Peach. So, yeah, very. Yes, he's got a similar, I mean, definitely doing Nightmare Before Christmas, his style yeah, comes right. kind of from there. Uh, why does Tim Burton get all the fame from that? Uh, because he... He's the name? Yeah, because he did Batman, and they wanted to ride those coattails. He wrote the, like, original short story, and he did the original art for it, but... Henry yeah. Selick is the guy who does all the stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, Tim Burton was working on Batman Returns when... And I, they were working on Nightmare for Christmas, so, I mean, he was barely there. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's about a little girl whose family has relocated to Russia, I believe. Um, I don't know if it is. I can't really... Explained where <laughs> there's, they just live with a Russian, I they think. They live with a Russian guy. Yeah, I don't know if they... Um, did you know this was based on a book, actually? No. An, a Neil Gaiman book? Is, oh, yeah, I, I have seen the book, so I, I didn't realize... I thought the book was, like, a novelization, actually. No, no, it's very short, but, um, it, yeah, it came out a while before the movie. I I read the book. I don't think that it was Russia. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, it starts off with these metal hands creating a doll that looks like Coraline. You only know Coraline, really, if you've seen the poster or, you know, the cover of the movie or whatever. You're like, oh, that's weird that this weird metallic hands are sewing this character. And they're kind of, like, ripping apart a different doll to make it. It's kind of like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, what are the implications of that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you meet a little girl who is, I was like, oh, is she dowsing? Is she using it? I'm like, oh yeah, she's totally dowsing. Which yeah. I'm kind of like, is that a real thing? Is that real? Uh, I don't think it really does anything, no. Yeah. Dowsing rod, using it to track water. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, she uses it to try and find a well. I don't remember why. Why is she trying to find the well? I think, uh, just, uh... Adventure, something to do. Yeah, something to do. I think her mom says, like, because she knows she likes old, weird stuff. And like, they said there's a well around here. Why don't you go look for it? That's why I tell my kid all the time, hey, some there's a squirrel eating crab apples. Why don't you go find it? <laughs> you just give your kid a mission. <laughs> They'll keep busy. Yeah. Uh, she meets YB, also Yborn. Why born? He's an original character for this movie, okay. actually. He was not in oh, the book okay. at all. And I was like, I kind of thought that his name would kind of have something to do with the plot, or like have some type of meaning in this, but I'm kind of like, eh, didn't really. Like his, no, yeah. the why were you born, like I thought it would have more are... implications than it did. Did not. I thought it would, you know, just kind of petered out maybe it's a reference to him being original character being like why was oh. this character born in here maybe but i think uh, the i mean there's no other characters for her to talk to in the book so she internalized it's like a lot of internal thoughts so they just they gave her someone to talk to in the movie gotcha. who later didn't talk <laughs> yes yeah. uh you you 
kind of jump to the uh, a-hole parents who are kind of like, uh, yeah, they're really kind of, I don't know, I don't have kids, and I know you've been a kid, but it seems like, are these bad parents, <laughs> maybe? Um, they're a little bit they're... terse with her that I didn't care for it. Yeah, I, they're working from home parents, I think, so. Yeah. I've never had that luxury, but I can see, like, I've had to bring my child into work sometimes, and, like, having to work and entertain at the same time, kind of, it, I, it is tense. Okay. Um, but, yeah, her mom, yeah. They are not I patient think. with her at all, though. No, no. Yeah, they're done with her shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've also been at that point, though, too. But they are, like, immediately <laughs> done with her shit. <laughs> Like, you were brought in, and they're like, oh, we're already done. Like, they haven't unpacked yet, and they're done. Yeah, and she's an only child also, so, I mean, yeah, having to do that, be, like, the only, be your your kid's peers most of the time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, They're botany journalists, it seems like. Yeah, I believe so. Uh... Coraline is trying to, you know, find something to do. She makes a list of everything. Uh, she finds a weird door that she gets her mom to unlock for. And when she goes to bed, there's this weird spinning rat light thing. There's like yeah. strings that I didn't understand and it comes back at the very end. I didn't know if that was supposed yeah. to be like a reference to the show that Mr. B keeps talking about. No, I can't remember. I think the, the mice just lead her. Yeah, but kinda. you remember there's like a weird spinning like light thing? It's like a white... Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is. Vaguely. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then the there are rats that kind of like lead her through the door. She goes through and finds her other parents, her other mother and other father. And they're different, and they have button eyes, replacing mm-hmm. their real eyes. And they're they're nice, and they're patient, and they're cool. Uh, the dad sings a song with a piano. Hey, he's got, like, those crazy arm, extendo arms or whatever. Yep. Uh, she comes back into reality, she wakes up at home, and she relays her dream to her mother, which I know everyone loves hearing about the people's dreams. <laughs> which I, yeah. I don't mind it, I've never minded it, but I I feel like anytime I'm like, I'm like I hear someone just like, oh, I hate hearing about people's dreams. But And I know they're like often nonsense, but I, I don't know, I guess I think they're yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think it's the fact that it's dreams are so can be so nonsensical that it's hard to and especially when you're experiencing a dream like you're kind of experiencing the emotions as well when you wake up sometimes you have the leftover feelings from it so i don't know maybe it's just hard to convey like the feeling that the dream gave you i don't know yeah i don't know how do you feel about it do you like hearing about them um No, okay. I don't think Fair. So. I understand why people are like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I suck at talking with people anyway. So. I don't know. I, 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 don't know. I took like so much psychology and like a lot of that dream analysis stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, I want to parse this out and figure out what it really means. I don't know. 
now people tell me about their day and I'm like why the hell are you telling me about your day? I didn't ask. So, I mean, if people are telling me what they're doing while they're sleeping, I'd probably give less of a crap. I don't know. I, I, I think <laughs> it depends on what it is. Sometimes there are times where it's like, uh, it, I think it's when people kind of have like half of a thought where it's like, you yeah. know, it's like my dad was there and something happened and and I was sad. Like, if I don't want to hear that shit. Like, yeah, right, right. But if somebody like has something where they actually wrote it down or like remember a lot of it and like and it was you know i went into this deep pit and i fell and a, a long snake came out of the ocean and i'm like oh that's weird i don't know I yeah like i guess it just that. has to be yeah it has to be really messed up i think oh. <laughs> there needs to be a discernible point into why yeah. they are telling me this. yeah it's like oh my dad was there but it wasn't my dad like that kind of thing yeah. i don't know yeah get that out of yeah. here yeah uh she meets <laughs> said the guys who couldn't figure out who i can't even remember who that lady's name was who sang that song oh, messy star there you go <laughs> i just thought that have thoughts huh uh she meets mr b mr babinski oh yeah babinski the russian the guy. russian guy and his hears about his trained mice uh, and then he gives her like a mouse message, and it's very ominous. It's like, "Don't go, mice say, don't go into the door," or whatever yeah. he says. And then she almost cuts his balls off. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> almost cuts his balls off. Uh, and I kind of thought this would come back. They keep mentioning people think it's Caroline, and it's Coraline. Yes. I thought this might do like have some type of implication but it didn't or her name would make a difference somehow no i think it's just to like show the she's the unique kids get hung up on shit too uh, much or that she's unique too but yeah like it bothers her so much but her behavior she doesn't think is bothersome at all i that is like a thing that i found in life when like usually i guess maybe it depends on the age of the person but when there's like a sound alike name that is kind of like off sometimes and you have one that is a typical one that person will only ever be that one like i worked with a guy named davis mm -hmm. and like i think everyone called him david did he hate it i don't think he hated it because it just happened so much but it's like you know i i like the name davis but i'm kind of like it's off a little where it's just like by one letter so it's like everyone's going to get it wrong constantly and it just happened i got it wrong occasionally it helps to avoid identity theft i feel like yeah i don't know it's just the thing where i'm just like oh yeah that that happens like what can you do i don't know uh Coraline meets the downstairs neighbors the actresses and they have some weird dog taxidermy thing going on oh yeah they yeah they stuff all their dead dogs yeah. there's like a whole wall of them they do a tea leaf reading and they see that there there's danger and she's going to meet a tall handsome beast and they see like something that's either a hand or a giraffe which i don't that didn't really seem to come back either like the hand did but the giraffe didn't i thought it would be like both but apparently not mm -mm. yeah yeah 
uh, it was weird. Wyborn kind of comes. He's like, oh yeah, I've never been in that house. I'm like, that's weird. You're not allowed in the house that your grandmother owns. Uh, you find out that his grandmother's twin sister was stolen. He's like, oh, I gotta go. And she'd, he'd always be called away at a weird point. Yeah. Yeah, because grandma's paranoid because kids go missing. Uh, Coraline goes through the door again. She gets taken to the garden and it's in the shape of her face. Uh, there's a weird mechanical praying mantis that isn't ominous at all. You know, it's not <laughs> coming back ever. It won't have sex with you and then bite your head nope. off. Uh, I don't get that first part, but sure. Oh, that's what they do. That's what female praying oh, mantises okay. do. Yeah. I thought you meant in this movie. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I didn't get that. No, yeah. Female praying mantises. Yeah. Once they get impregnated, then they bite their partners. Head yeah. off. Uh, Coraline meets the other YB and he can't speak, which I'm just kind of like, that's weird that, I don't know. That made me kind of like, uh, well, I don't know. It's main, mm-hmm. mainly because he's a person of color. And I was just like, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, that, I don't know. In this all white house. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they made the wrong. Yeah. Cause I don't think there was any people of color in the book. So they were like, well, let's add diversity. But then they did that. So yeah. Maybe they should have made someone else <laughs> just change their color. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, found that kind of strange. Uh, they go up and they watch the trained mice show. Uh, and I noticed something I earlier is when Coraline's talking about the doll, she's like, I'm too old for dolls. And then she goes to sleep with a teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, and I can't really get a, like, I can't really figure out what her age is. Mm, she's gotta be like nine or 10, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Like, she sounds like she'd be about middle school age-ish. Yeah. I think so. Uh, she meets the talking cat. Do you ever meet, find out what the cat's name is? Um. I think you do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he had a name. Yeah. She calls it Wuss Puss or whatever. But yeah. that's, you know, a derogatory, inflammatory thing, I guess. But whatever. She goes and sees the show for dogs, the mermaid thing, and I'm like, it's very adult-ish. It is. <laughs> yeah. For this I watched this movie. with uh, Dez a couple times, and when that he's he doesn't he's scared of this movie though, and like the imagery scares him in this. Movie. I get he's it. Scared of a lot of things. I like, get why you he... would be. This movie is creepy. <laughs> yeah, I try. I was supposed to give you something light this oh, No, I mean, it's definitely, week. like, lighter than, like, Snowpiercer, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, but when that scene comes up with the old ladies, like, wearing <laughs> their, like, corsets, like, busting out of them. <laughs> he, he, I remember one time he ogged them, like, oh, whoa, <laughs> like, when they busted out. Yes, it's very revealing. Yeah. Uh... They, yeah, they kind of bust out of their bodies also later on during the oh, yeah, that's flying right. yeah, trapeze yeah. show and they become thin ladies. Uh, 
Coraline talks with her other mother, and she's like, I'd like you to stay forever. All you have to do is uh, replace your eyes with buttons. Uh, and because she was, uh, I think it's because she didn't come here during, like, a dream time, maybe, that she might be stuck. I can't really, I thought that might have had something to do with it. Like, she came in the middle of the day instead of, like, yeah. at night. I think, yeah. Uh, and she can't leave. Usually when she leaves this world, she kind of goes to bed and she wakes up at home. Uh, this time she can't do that. Uh, she tries to leave. Her mother won't let her leave. She meets up with the cat outside and she walks around the world thinking she's going to go somewhere, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I really like the effect in that part where, like, the world is kind of being drawn or there's, like, mm. kind of fades off weirdly. Coraline is kind of taken... Uh, she's rude to her other mother. She gets put in, like, a weird jail cell. Uh, she meets these ghost children, which mm. I, you know, they're these weird kind of, they seem kind of weirdly religious-ish. Like, they kind of, like, angelic at some points, and I don't know. There's yeah, some, I think there's, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Something going on there. Uh, YB helps her escape, and then she kind of totally gets out she goes back to the actresses and they give her a finder this little eyeglass thing for lost or bad things so that i thought that would also be like come back where maybe both of them would be true or neither or something but it's mm -hmm. it's just one of them is true and the other one isn't which is I'm like all right that would have been cool if you made both true but whatever yeah uh, her parents are stolen, and she goes to sleep with weird mannequins that she puts in the bed. Oh, yeah. oh my god, that's weird. He's like, good night, mom and dad, she cries, and goes to bed. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm like, that's strange that you put these weird figures in your bed. Anyway, uh, she goes back to the other world, uh, she challenges the other mother, the Beldam, I think they called her. Yeah, the Beldam. She challenges her to a finding things game, and she gives her kind of like a, uh, like a, uh, like this, uh, oh my God. She tells her a thing in kind of like a mystery language that has to do with what she's looking for. Just like a, a hint, but she does it in a word that I can't think of because I'm an idiot. Damn. Ambiguous? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ambiguous way. It's a, a riddle, basically. I think that's what I'm yeah. thinking of. You know, she gives you kind of like a riddle to be like, oh, these were three wonders and three eyes and three, you know, you will find, or I don't know, I can't remember what it was. And she kind of like, what are the three wonders that are made for me? And one is the garden, which she goes in there and she fights the mechanical praying mantis with her other father, who has become like this kind of weird, like boogie boogie like sack thing. Yeah, he's like, it's, yeah, he's a 
Is he a part of the praying mantis? Is he like sewn into it? Uh, I think so. Kind of. Uh, she. How does it fail? It like falls into the water, right? Yeah, and her the other dad. I think he kind of for a second tries to stop it, and like she kind of escapes. Yeah, and she uses the finder thing to find one of the the eyes. Uh, she goes into the theater, the dog theater, and sees that there are bat dogs on the ceiling. She finds that, like, these weird kind of, like, hands are holding a pearl ring. She calls it a pearl ring, but it's an eye, which I thought was like, alright. And she uses the lights to, uh, kind of attract the bats and fight the hands for a second to get the ring back. Mm -hmm. Uh, she then goes to the mouse show which is the final wonder and she finds like an evil Mr. B this part is like definitely really creepy right it's Mr. B is kind of like he's it's just kind of like an empty-ish like suit and she kind of it's kind of very I don't know uh, sinister. I thought he was in a way made of rat. Yes, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Where she's like, yeah. "So you're just a puppet for this universe now for her," and he's like, "I'm hardly even that." And then he like kind of like turns into a bunch of rats, and they just run out of his clothing. Yeah, and it's just like, ugh, Jesus. <laughs> Something like that happens in like a Dishonored game where a guy who apparently can't die during the day you have to be kill him twice in the game or else he can't die he has this thing where mm-hmm. once you kill him somehow he turns into this weird like hand and it just like kind of crawls away like uh cousin it or whatever or, or like gross i hate crawling hands. or uh whatever yeah. the thing is from evan's family it's thing thing excuse me i said cousin <laughs> no, it. Yeah, cousin hits the, the hairy, the, guy. The hairy yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like thing. It also feels kind yeah. of wall mastery. Yes, that's I think where my fear yeah. ends up. I don't like crawling hands like yeah. that. Uh, and then Coraline can't get the ring back from the rats, and she, it somehow breaks like all the stairway, and she. She's like, oh, I failed, and there's also... It seems like she's under some time constraint with this button going over the moon, but it's never really, like, you know, they never really say anything, but it feels like she's being timed. Yeah, they don't? Hmm, yeah. I thought maybe they don't. Maybe I just assumed it, or maybe it was in the I mean, it looks like it is because of the, the button, but nobody says anything explicitly. Right, yeah. Hmm. And then the cat's like, oh yeah, I told you I hated rats, right? And she kind of gives her the the final eye. Yeah, he comes through in the end. Yep. She meets up with the Valdam again, and the world is like pretty much completely disappeared outside of this one room. Uh, And she kind of challenges her to find her parents. And she tricks her to opening the door with the one key. She gets her parents out and then gets kind of locks the door behind her. 
Uh, and then she finally escapes from the other world, but she, you find out, like, uh, she's not completely out of the, the loop yet, because she, she's freed the spirits by putting them under her pillow, which apparently did it, and she sees them in her dream, and they're all kind of, like, angelic. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, they do have standard angel wings yeah. and halos. Um, they're like, oh, you need to destroy the key, do something with the key, and she, her thought is like, Oh, I'll put it in that well that supposedly was bottomless or something. Mm-hmm. And one of the metal hands follows her. Uh, and she goes and she tries to destroy it, but isn't able to. It kind of fights her, and YB tries to save the day. Uh, and he kind of gets thrown down the well-ish, and you think he's down there. But he isn't. He comes back. He crushes the hand, and they throw the key down there. That's the origin story of the ring, or ring you. Is that true? Is that supposed to be, like, <laughs> that's, fan have theory? Have seen the ring? Yeah, I know the, the ring. But yeah, they're in the well. They're in the bottom of the well. Sadako, Sadako. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then you see that one of the ghost girls was YB's grandmother's twin. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't really get a good look at her, so I was like, "Okay, I didn't, I didn't look, <laughs> I didn't look that hard at like what the ghosts look like, all three of them." So I was just like, "Oh, I'll take your word for it." Yeah, they look like transparent children. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of like wrap everything up and have like a barbecue or something, and the cat like vanishes into the post. Yeah. Which I was like, I yeah. don't know what that means. His, may He might be from the other world, maybe. Yeah. And then it credits, and then the very end they have that weird rat light thing again. Which I was like, is that supposed to be something? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know, I expected like a Marvel ending or something, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, I, I don't know if I stuck around till post-credits. Yeah, they do that little, like, kind of rat light thing i don't know you know what this might have been out before a marvel movie i think it was no it it came out in 2009 so it was right around the iron man time it might have been hinting at something but i i I don't know if it was it's hard to say yeah i don't know yeah there's only one book it's not like a series or anything so Uh yeah uh i i enjoyed it it's definitely like creepy i can get why yeah. somebody might be scared of it or whatever uh it definitely has that uh you know uh same feel as um nightmare before christmas although i think like nightmare before christmas is probably lighter than this movie yeah yeah there's not a lot of i mean they kidnap santa claus they think about how they're gonna kill him but um <laughs> other than that yeah i mean he, her, yeah, her mother wants to kidnap a child, and yeah, there's I guess three children died. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, Ooh, yeah, it was pretty dark. Yeah, but that's, that's what I like. But yeah, it was it was well made, and I don't know it's good. I have never seen I I've seen part of James and the Giant Peach. Is that one you really like also? Yeah, I loved that one growing up. I read that book before the movie came out too. Roll doll. Yeah. 
yeah i really i really like stop motion um Leica, who did Coraline, does Paranorman's also another creepy one. Um, Monster House is that the same kind of thing? I never saw that no, one. No, I think that one's CGI. Okay. I'm not sure who does that, but uh, Kubo. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, I'm aware of it. I haven't actually yeah. watched it. Yeah, and uh, there's like Box Trolls. Box Trolls, I wasn't a big fan of, but I mean, I I love stop motion. I think like it's such a the, you really it's a labor of love i feel like to have to put in that much effort to move things so minusculely and then have to digitally edit it as well it's just so much goes into that yeah that and like um claymation seems like it'd be a huge pain yeah 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 it's super interesting i watched a lot of the behind the scenes Coraline stuff and just like some of the stuff they use like some of the flowers were made with popcorn and stuff it's just it's so cool what they kind of make things out of and now with 3d printing like like i think it's a lot character modeling is a lot easier these days but yeah it was uh this i would i think this is like one of the most true to source material adaptations i've ever seen <laughs> besides like wyborn i think everything else is pretty much straight from the book <laughs> So I really liked it. Did I mean, it wrap up the same way? Yeah, I think so. Except yeah. for that wide yeah. one there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I think she threw it in the well. I think there's less like spider imagery. There's a lot of crazy spider imagery in this. Yeah. I, maybe in the book. The hand I, is very spider like metallic yeah. hand. And then that like at the end when they're fighting like the well or not the well. It's kind of like a web when the whole room oh, yeah, yeah, falls yeah, yeah. down to itself. Yeah yeah it's interesting that's definitely weird kind of that dark sensibilities all right well we can move into something a little lighter right now i guess the death uh, of a young boy <laughs> yes saving another boy though uh for anna maybe i watched yu yu Hakusho, which we touched on a little earlier but yeah i uh this is some um, pretty I didn't realize this is like classic classic ish kind of like 1992 oh, yeah. like I didn't realize how old this was at all I had no idea what this was going into it besides the few things you've mentioned in previous episodes um and I was pleasantly surprised I uh right from the beginning they roll into that really like upbeat theme song um I, I really it's hard to describe it's just, it, it's kind of like a saturday morning cartoon theme song where it's just like oh yes and we're together and we're fighting and we're gonna make it through tonight yeah, do you know what the song is called no. smile bomb yeah, yeah hell yeah i loved it because <laughs> i i'm talking about i love the one punch man theme is so like oh it's so hard it gets you pumped but this one like I don't know, it just rolls right into it. It makes me feel like, alright, we're gonna have a light good time here. Um, while people are fighting ogres and shooting things out of their finger. I have no idea what's going on in the opening credits. Still don't, because it didn't, they didn't do much to that at all yet. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, this series starts out with the death of a young boy. But it's okay, because he's kind of an asshole anyway. Classic delinquent. <laughs> 
Yeah, delinquent, uh, likes to pull his friend's skirt off and grab her boobs and just, like, get into fights all the time. He doesn't really have any friends besides Keiko, really, right? Correct. And he's got, there's, like, gangs of middle schoolers around town, and they all are, like, small groups, but uh, it's his name, Usuke. Usuke, Usuke, yeah. Usuke, Usuke, yes. Usuke, you're a Rimara. Urimeshi, not Urimara. Yeah, Yusuke. This one, I I remember most of the names, just not the pronunciations. I didn't even have to write them down. Why is it called Yu Yu Hakusho, actually? Uh, I want to know that. I, the translation, I believe, is uh, Detective. Um, is uh, Poltergeist Detective or Poltergeist Report? <laughs> okay. Huh. Um, I don't know if that's an exact yeah, I... translation, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Yusuke is just this delinquent. He's kind of he's got one friend. His mom's a drunk. She doesn't really give a shit about him either. It seems um, he gets into fights with other gangs, uh, specifically Kuru Kurubara Kuubara, Kuru, yeah. um, the redhead, the ginger, <laughs> um, and. Uh, but yeah, and he's, he's, I don't get, how does school work in Japan? Like, is it all private schools? Because they talk, the mom says school's not free, you know? It seems to be, and yeah. Um, also, they can just go or not if they feel like well, it. Well, he's a delinquent, he cuts classes constantly. Yeah. There was, all, what was that other show? Um, uh, Anohana. Yeah. The, he cuts class all the time too yeah. i guess if you're paying for it well you can do whatever you want <laughs> but yeah yeah it just it seems like you can just go come and go as you please without being expelled um but yeah he does that he's this this one day he's decided to go back to school and uh the guidance counselor guy's like i want to talk to you and he's just like F this, F this, I don't want to deal with any of this. And he ends up leaving again, ditching. But, but, on his way, wherever, he ends up running into a young child, kind of befriending him, saying, hey, stop running in the road. And then, kids don't listen. He ran right near the road. And Yusuke risks his life and ends up getting hit by a car and dying while this young boy leaves without a scratch and we are introduced to botan yep. she is kind of like the bubblegum version of the grim reaper i guess Correct. she's supposed to escort people over to the the underworld but she is she approaches yusuke 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 and says, uh, well, you actually weren't supposed to die, so I guess you can, like, you got an option. You can go through this trial, and we can return you back to life. And Yusuke takes the non-selfish answer, actually, and he says, nah, I suck, and everyone <laughs> hates me. Uh, I, nah, I don't need to, it's fine. I'll just hang out as a ghost. Um, and so it ends up so yeah he well yeah that's kind of where they leave there but then his wake happens and his wake is actually i felt like 
you know, this series is pretty lighthearted and wacky and silly, but um, his wake was pretty sombering, I feel like. Yeah. His, his teachers show up, and two of the teachers are, like, total assholes and have it out for the delinquents and are always, like, trying to scam them and change their grades. And they're talking shit about him, but the guidance counselor's there, and he's like, hey, you're not, this isn't, like, moral behavior of... I think he's the principal. Is he the principal? So. Yeah. Makes sense. He doesn't seem to step in too much for being the principal. Yeah. I guess he does. Yeah, he steps in a couple times. But, uh... So, yeah, he he tells them off, and then he goes and he gives his respect to Yusuke and his mom, and he's, you know, he kind of sounds angry, but he's like, I'm angry because you weren't able to live up to your potential or, like, show, and Yusuke's, oh, wow, he did care. He wasn't trying to read me out that day about school. He was actually, like, gonna help me. And then Kuwabara shows up, and he's kind of, he's mad because he wanted to kill Yusuke. But it's kind of like, he he's cares. Like, he's mad about that, but is it really something else? It's a begrudging, he's like a rival. He sees himself as a rival. Yeah, it's like the Batman to the Joker. Yeah. Like, one can't exist without the other, yeah. kind of. Yeah. So, there's a hole in his life that needs to be filled, too. And then, of course, Keiko, his lady friend, is there to pay her respects, and she's sad. And his mom's just blubbering mess, so. It's actually, it was, you know, it was quite nice, and Yusuke's like, all right, I'll do it. I'm going to, uh, I'll enter the trial. And I forgot um, where he learns this, but he learns that that kid was going to survive that crash anyway. Him, yeah. yeah. I, I, she does it in some way to convince him to do the trial. I can't remember how it comes up, but she's like, I wasn't going to tell you this, but uh, he was going to make it out without a scratch anyway. Yeah. So your sacrifice was in vain. It's it's this comedic sting to this sombering wake, I think. But so yeah, he's, he's like, "All right, I'll do it." And then we roll into episode two, I think, um, which is he kind of goes to the demon world, and it is like a stock exchange for demons. They're like on computers and like throwing papers in the air and stuff like that. Uh, he meets the toddler who is, yeah he's supposed to be the incarnation of yama which i wasn't sure what that was um i assume it's some japanese death spirit or something i believe so yeah but yeah it, and but it's a little baby toddler thing and he's gonna laughs in his face but he gives him he's like all right if you want to come back alive you got to carry this golden egg around and that's it man and if a golden egg it, it's gonna absorb the like the power of your heart whatever if you're bad it's gonna turn into a demon when it hatches and it's gonna kill you and eat you and then we'll be done but if it's good it's gonna be an angel or something um so that's kind of the task he has to go through uh and he has to at this point since he's gonna try to come back alive he's gotta convince his mother not to burn his body because his body needs to survive so he tries to talk to Keiko in her dreams but ends up just upsetting her and then he finds out that he can possess Kuwabara 
and kind of goes onto some hijinks with him trying to get his body back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then the, there's a nice moment at the end where like Keiko's like, whoa, she looks into Kuivara and she can like find, he, <laughs> uh, Yusuke can, is, he's like, I got one shot to do this. I look like my enemy, but I gotta like, somehow communicate that it is me I am here and still alive and he does that by uh, reaching around Keiko's back and grabbing her boobs yep. <laughs> like sneak attack tune in Tokyo type style thing uh, which I hate and like at the same time because it's just like I that's gross and I hate it but it's also like you're, it's illustrating how much of a delinquent and terrible person that he really is yeah. so it's it's it is saying it this is bad in the context of the show this is a shitty thing to do but uh, i liked it enough it was funny um and then the next episode so the next episode episode three uh i watched this this is the one i watched i did two subs then a dub i watched this one and i heard kuabara's voice finally because this was a very kuabara focused episode it's a promise between men man yeah, <laughs> and it was so endearing. Oh my goodness, this was all about. This is probably one of my favorite episodes, if not my favorite episode of the series. Really, it was really good. It was definitely like good to open up with one of these episodes, and um, uh, it's basically about Kuwabara. Uh, ends up, he, some I can't remember how what stakes he gets into. This is probably another fight, but he. The this crappy buck tooth teacher, which I hate the design of the buck teeth. Like I've seen this in other yeah. anime before, where they make the dick hole like have these exaggerated buck teeth, yeah. and I, I just hate that design so much. Um, and you see it in, like I feel like it's in these like early nineties anime a lot. Yeah. Um, but somehow he, he's probably fighting. I can't remember what the. Yeah, he's been fighting, and he he it. puts him under this thing where like his grades are bad, and he's like, "If you get into another fight, I'll I'll fail you or something." And yeah, you and your whole gang will be expelled, or his whatever. friend won't be able to work, and he needs to work to support his family, like his friend does. Right. So Kubar is like, "All right, no fighting for a week," and he kind of like tries to take the brunt of the fights. He, tries to lead his group he's like you guys go home i'll get he gets beat up at one there's one point where that teacher who set up this deal sends the rival gang to like meet kuwabara in the street and beat him up because he's which is a terrible thing he's to trying do. to set him up for a fail he's trying to because he knows he'll fight he no, quote right. unquote knows he'll fight to get out of the situation yes and i was very worried at this part because Kuwabara is also in the opening credits of the show, and he has, like, this flame sword and stuff. Yeah. So, I, like, I made, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I just made, I jumped to a conclusion, like, alright, maybe he dies at one point and ends up in the spirit realm with Yusuke. And I was afraid at this point, like, are a bunch of middle schoolers about to beat each other to death? Is this, like, gonna take a weird, crazy turn? Because they're just, like, taking turns beating up they Kuwabara. They beat the crap out of him. Like... Yeah. But uh, luckily it did not go to that. I uh, was happy with that. Um, yeah, he just, he takes it. He takes his licks. 
And then he, the teacher, adds a stipulation. He's like, oh man, he is going to be able to go without fighting. All right, you got to get 50% on your next test or whatever. Kobar's a dumbass. He's like, well, I'll figure it out. And he he tries to, I mean, he, he gives it all. He tries to study and... At night, when he's studying, he falls asleep at his book. Yusuke comes, and he helps him studies in his dreams. It's one of the most sweetest things I've seen between two men. It's very nice. Yeah, I don't know if they mention it early on, but they say um, Kuobara has very high, like, spirit awareness. Yeah, like yeah, that's why he can possess yeah. him. He's very in, in tune with, like, spirits and the afterlife, and that's why, kind of, he has his connection to... Botan and Yusuke after he's died and whatnot. Right, yeah. So, yeah, there's this nice scene where there's... He kind of is giving up in his dream, I feel like. And then Yusuke's like, no, man, you made a promise. This is a promise between men. And, yeah, they they strike up a deal, although they're mortal slash immortal enemies, I guess, now. Um, but, yeah, and then Kuobara ends up passing, but then that Bucktooth teacher ends up changing his grade, um, but it ends up being for naught because Kuobara takes the high road. He's going to beat up the teacher, but he doesn't. Yusuke stops no, him. It's a, yeah, he stops him. He uses, and uh, Botan says, like, yeah, well, he wasn't able... He Yusuke feels like he stops him, but he's a ghost. He's like, I couldn't have, like, grabbed him. Could he hear me? And Botan's like, well... He can't hear you, but if he, since he has a high spiritual awareness, he can feel you, and he can feel the feelings that you're projecting if they're strong enough, and if you guys are on the same wavelength. So they they came together in the end, and yeah, they stopped each other, and then the principal ended up being like, hey, I know you erased that. I overheard you, you prick, and ends up fixing it. And, yeah, I think that's kind of how the episode ends yeah, up. Yeah, and uh, they're kind of walking by, and they're like, oh, thanks, I was able to keep my job and support my family. He's like, uh, it yeah. was just a promise between men. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, Yusuke is kind of asking that question. He's like, uh, he's like, I don't want to share feelings with Kuabara or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Kuabara is just, like, looking at where his ghost would be. I do like that moment where he's kind of looking yeah. at like his spot. He's like, "Thank you, man." <laughs> yeah, uh, I like. Yeah, it was very nice. I liked it. I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, like I said, I kind of rolled right in every time the theme song came off. I would not skip it. I would listen to it the whole time. Um, although I haven't seen any of the parts where they fight demons or stuff in the spirit world. Uh, it's a common. Yeah, it's very grounded at in these first three ep- Well, I mean, as grounded as that type of show can be. But it mostly takes place on Earth, besides that like one part where they go to Yama. Um, so I'm interested in like the crazy twist it takes. Um, I like the music a lot. It felt like it sounded like a Street Fighter menu, <laughs> kind of. There's just like... Not the theme song, but just kind of the background music. Just like a dunk, 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 Just like these low repeating like beats. It's like, yeah. Um, but I love it. It, it kind of dates it. Um, maybe that's why I like it so much. That I And I like, like I said, uh, Cowboy Bebop was hard for me to get into. Kind of because uh, I felt like the animation was dated. 
But with this, I didn't have that problem, really. Maybe it was just the type of animation for Cowboy Bebop that I didn't mm. like. But this one, I mean, it wasn't crazy dynamic. Like, Akira came out a couple of years earlier, and obviously that's a high-budget movie. It didn't have anything comparable to that, but it was very, like, I felt like it was the same style as DBZ, kind mm. of. And um, the author who made this uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, he also made a series called Hunter Hunter, which you probably have seen on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen that. In yeah, Netflix, it's yeah. the same creator, same uh, author. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I get. I would give it an a yes cool. though. I was pleasantly surprised with it. It and because it has a lot of things I hate in it, but I still liked it. Uh, dated animation. Um, uh, protagonist who screams all the time, uh, non-feminist ideals, <laughs> but I I was able to get past them all because I don't know I I like the characters I like the relationships I feel Yusuke feels like a redeemable character and I think that's the point of it obviously because that's you're watching his journey to redemption and seeing if he can earn his way back. Um, yeah. All right. I'm deaf. Cool. Well, I know we talked about continuing series. Is that one you would want to continue? It's um, it's long. It's like I know that's the only thing that I have trepidation about is that it, that's four seasons long. It's uh yeah, I think it's a hundred and twelve episodes. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, um, I there is one I was kind of like I kind of want you to watch all of it, and I think you gave it a yes. Um, I kind of wanted you to watch all of Anohana. Oh, I'm almost done with that by myself, actually. Okay. So I, I could talk about it more. Yeah, yeah, we can. I'm on to like episode nine of ten, I think. That series, I think, is fodder for like you bawling like a baby. Yeah, yeah. I every time I think of like what's there to watch, oh, I can throw in a little Anohana. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else do we do? I mean, I'm guessing you're already completely caught up on, uh, Attack uh, on Titan. Oh, yes. What about, uh, Watamote? With, uh, the comedy that you did with the weird, awkward girl. Oh, uh, the the long tight the long name yeah, one. You guys um, fault it. Your guys, fault. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No matter how I look at it, it's your you guys fault. I'm not popular. It, well, yeah, I would love to finish that. I haven't gone back to it, but I I like that one a lot. Yeah, I mean, I do kind of want to like. I do like that we do kind of like brief introductions, but I do kind of want you to complete stuff too. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. Be able yeah, to talk about I can them. do either of those. Alright, and so, yeah, we can wrap from there. Uh, you can... I'm going to wrap it. No, I'm not. Um, you can find us at facebook.com slash wholegdshow and wholegdshow.podbean.com Get in touch with us on any of those or email us wholegdshow at gmail.com uh, We're at wholegdshow on Twitter Caleb O'Ryan does our music. Uh, find him on Spotify, streaming services, all that. Uh, 
give us a review at uh, iTunes, tell a friend, you know, all that good stuff to keep the GD train rolling. Where can people find you, Jeff? I am on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, at Rewrite Shaw, uh, doing art and uh, writing stuff. Uh, still not doing much on YouTube. Uh, I probably once I start a new series, uh, I'll probably start um, uploading stuff. But I'm like halfway through all the stuff I have currently. It just seems yeah. weird to start at the halfway point. Yeah, hard to start a let's play in the yeah. middle. But yeah, I'll get around to it at some point. All right. Yeah. Then uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Yep. Then we will see you later. Bye.